What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 16 of Drunk Boy's Basement, where drunk conversations happen. Bro, quarantining. It sucks. Dude, I hate it. The fact that... I went through a phase where there was a portion of me where I, I saw people that worked from home, and I was like, that would be sick. I'm here to tell you, it is not, in fact, sick. <laughs> it's not... It, I, my week... My week went by so slow, and I probably I do you have like honestly do you have motivation? No, not really. Most of the time, I like at this point, I feel you know how you feel like you sometimes get in like a work sleep thing. No, but I gone. Well, I, I was gonna say like sometimes you, you feel like you go to work, you come home, you have time to sleep, go back to work. Oh and now, yeah! Now literally being quarantined and having to do everything from the house. You you sleep, walk upstairs, go back downstairs, go back upstairs, go back downstairs. Yeah, pretty much. That that about sums up my week. I just <laughs> it's just dude, business is slow. The country's on a slowdown. Like the whole world's on a slowdown, and I just my motivation is at an all time low. And some of you may have noticed that our, our posting is a little bit weird. We didn't post last weekend because Sean thought he was dying. So he quarantined himself for the good of the people. And it turns out he didn't die, unfortunately. So he's still here. Somehow now, I'm still on the podcast. <laughs> now, we're, <laughs> now we're doing episode 15. Uh, so close. 16? Yep. All right. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. Would be would you rather have me or James be the the the, the what would be co-host? Yeah, you gotta uh, think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, James has stuff to say, but he's. Uh, I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to keep going on that. <laughs> James is gonna be listening to this and be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into that. But I, I, I will say, though, I, I do agree with the one thing you said where you're like, work from home. You always wanted to work from home. And then when you're you doing like, it. Like, like, you see these people and they're like, low key, they, they don't mention it, but you can tell they work from home or they, they say they work from home. Like, they're honest about it. Yeah. Like, I work with people, not at my company, but indirectly, that work from home. Like, they've told me they work from home. I'm like, that would be sick. <laughs> and then it. it turns out it's not. Yeah, the, the one thing I miss is, like, I, I honestly didn't realize this until I started working from home, but, like, you have all the noise and you have all the people around you. and like It's a distraction because, like, here's my thing. I feel like when I'm at work, I'm, I'm there to do work. Like, I'm in an environment where other people are working and going toward the same goal and we're, like, doing the same thing so I can focus on what I'm doing a little bit easier because everyone else is doing the same thing. When I'm at home... People were being loud and slamming doors and vacuuming and screaming and yelling and hollering. And then I start playing Call of Duty and I can't, <laughs> I can't focus on what I do. Those emails start coming in and you're just playing Call of Duty. And I'll, yeah, I'll just answer it and then I'll keep going. But it's like, <laughs> that's not a good way to like go about it. I know that's the See, case and it's so hard for me to focus on one thing. Not even, not even like work at this point, but I'm going kind of stir crazy. I, the, the, the one thing, so I go, I actually go a different route because okay. like working from home, the, the work aspect, it's not hard because I have like a, a private section that you I work other at. Distra- oh. So I don't have anything to distract me except yeah. maybe my phone. Okay. Um, 
but my my biggest problem is like just not having the the social aspect around me because like having the noise and everyone around you it, it, it kind of gets annoying but when you don't have it, it you kind of miss it a little bit at least well, for me see the thing that happens with me is like when i get my stuff done in the morning and it slows down and then other people start coming to the office I stop what I'm doing and then I just kind of go bother them for a while until I get more emails <laughs> or something or I get another like something else to do and then I go back and work. But it's like I can't really do that. So then I, I siphon my time between sending emails and writing reports and like watching Netflix or playing games. And it, it's just like it's an, it's an endless cycle and it's no longer enjoyable. It's weird because it's like I'm just trying to bide my time. And there have been points at my office where I'm like, this is the longest week, but it's been a long time since I've had a week that has gone on this long. Hmm. I don't know why. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to do at home workouts. I'm trying to do all this stuff with the, the shutdowns and the restaurants being closed and everything else. And it's just like my motivation, like I said, is at an all time low. And it's just hard to keep going because I don't, it's like, I care, but I don't care. I care because I know I need to do this, but I don't care because it's like, it doesn't really seem to matter that much anymore. Cause all, all hell's broken loose already. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's a pretty crazy time. That's for sure. I, I will say, uh, I finally got stir crazy enough for being inside for so long. I finally, one day I had to just go out for a drive and get food. Out. How'd that work? Uh, it, I mean, other than the fact that it was a totally different experience with how the drive-thru worked, the fact that I couldn't go inside, but it was very releasing. It got the job done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's strange times you live in. What do you think about that? Um, some of you national listeners might have seen it on TV. I think it made CNN, but the 1600 missionaries that came home, the uh, 1600 LDS missionaries that showed up at Salt Lake International, uh, the Saturday before last. See, I, you had I those, you had, you, had, you had those 1600 and then you had 4,000 dumbass family members that were like, Oh, we're so excited to see you. Like <laughs> some dude gets on Facebook and he was like, your mission isn't sacred. I don't care that you're overseas. I don't care that you're doing God's work. I care about the fact that you came back and now we have a greater risk of infection. All, all the non-social distancing for those oh missionaries. God, I was like, really? Like, <laughs> and then some girl, like, it bothered me, but at first, and then I kind of understood it. I mean, I understood it in the first place, but someone gets on, some girl got, got on Twitter and she was like, you realize that the more you guys screw this up, the less time we have outside. It's like, it's like a kindergartner that keeps talking over his teacher or her teacher and then she like reduces recess time. That's kind yeah. of all we're doing. Like we're just making dumbass decisions. Like if Trump was any smarter than he is, he'd see the spring break episode that went on and all those people that showed up and be like, yeah, because of that, you guys are 30 days, all states or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that really is the only thing we can do at this point. It's just <laughs> here's here's the thing, though, is what is the two week period for? The two week period is for making sure that you don't have symptoms yep and what else i mean i think there's something to uh say about like even if you have it it'll die out within that period right but my point is with like 
the flu going around and people getting common colds and all this other shit, it's like, do you risk it for the biscuit? Or do you just deal with staying inside for the rest of your life? Because I understand that like COVID is super de- like, nah, let me back up. It's not super <laughs> deadly. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fear monger here, but it's killed people much like the flu has. Yep. And so the thing I have been trying to deduce is why didn't we do this with like the, why don't we do this with the flu? Is it because it's seasonal? Because people have come out, like doctors have come out and said that they're thinking that there's going to be a viral, a seasonal viral strain of COVID because of how many times it's mutated. It won't be as severe, but it'll still be there. See, I think like it H1N1. Deals, I think it deals with the fact that like the flu, you have a vaccine for it. So but but it doesn't always work. I mean, that's all medicine, though. No, I don't. I disagree. <laughs> Penicillin works. Hmm. The reason I say that the flu doesn't, the flu vaccine isn't a hundred percent, is because they take the dead virus and assume it's not going to mutate in the time that they took it to when it infects someone. So yeah. you could get a, sh- a flu shot, but then still get the flu because it mutated differently than the virus you got. True. So that's kind of an outlier, in my opinion. I'm just saying that this two-week thing, it's like... I mean, he- here's the thing. Here's you're going to get sick. As a, as a human being, we're not the superior organism here. I think we've finally realized that. The viruses can wipe us all out. But I think that... The thing that really strikes me, strikes a nerve with me is the fact that we're so focused on this. And I think the main reason we're so focused on this is because there's no immediate vaccine. I think if there's an immediate vaccine, then people are like, yeah, that's shitty. Don't like wash your hands or whatever. I I, I think that's the biggest uh, difference, though, between like the flu and this uh, and and covid is the there's fact no that, peace of mind of the vaccine well no i'm not gonna even go down the vaccine road uh because I, I i think it's it's more like how quickly it's spreading like the flu it's it's you know you're gonna get every season it's gonna hit a certain amount of people but covid's just raging through everyone yeah i mean i kind of disagree just because the flu has still infected more people and killed more people than, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's been around longer than COVID has, but in one season, has it been more than well, where we are right now? As of uh, March 27th, it looked like it was around 590,000 people were infected. That was worldwide. Well, see, in the flu, that doesn't really get to that number every year. So the CDC estimates that from October 1, 2019 to March 21st, 2020, there have been 338 million to 54 million flu illnesses. Uh, there have been 24,000 to 62,000 flu deaths in the country. Not that's not nationwide, or no, that's that is nationwide, like, but it's not worldwide. Okay. So, yeah. I mean. In contrast, but the thing is, people could people could argue that well, COVID hasn't been around longer than the flu has. Yeah, that's true. But on the same token, that isn't to say that the flu is not as severe as COVID, because there's still an estimated maximum of sixty-two thousand deaths. Hmm. 
Actually, I did not know that. There's a lot of deaths. So, all right. So here's a, here's a COVID update virus live. So current COVID cases, I'm not even going to, holy shit. That's, yeah. a, I mean, we'd be on this, this cast for a while. <laughs> so total cases in the U.S. topple 104,000. Italy is second at 86. I'll do the top five. Italy is second at 86. China is 81. Spain is 65. And Germany is 50. Wait, wait. What are we? We're doing the top five. Top five. Top of... five of the amount of cases oh, okay. that are in the in the world right now. So total deaths in the U.S. is um, 1,600. Italy is 9,100. Keep in mind, though, and here's the thing that, that I'm going to say. <laughs> Italy has like one of the world's oldest populations. Like they have the most elderly people that are in their 60s to 90s. So for the for the for the mass media to go around and fearmonger that it's just it's destroying a country is not true. It's not. There are a whole bunch of old people that are susceptible to not only covid but seasonal flus, the cold. I mean, it doesn't matter. The fact is mass media did a poor poor job of portraying what was going on in Italy. I understand it's severe because it spread so fast, but they have a very condensed population, much like China. Yeah. I mean, hmm. you want to argue that because I'll fight you I mean, right no, now. No, I really don't have anything to argue. I just, I had another point to make on that until it escaped my brain. <laughs> what I'm, what I'm saying is the bottom line is, Okay, you know what? I'm not even getting into that. I'm gonna. This is <laughs> someone built this website out very well. I mean, I might add. So, uh, as I said, U.S. has 1,600 deaths. Italy has 91. China has 32. Spain has 51, and Germany has 300. That's impressive. 50,000 total cases in Germany, and they've had 351 deaths. 6,000 people have recovered. There's 43,000 active cases. 1,500 critical, 607 million total cases versus population. Huh? I'm trying to understand these numbers. So uh, let's go to the U.S. 104,000 cases, 16 as of five minutes ago, brand new cases. Huh. And we've, we, we have surpassed uh, China, right? We've surpassed China by quite a bit. So yeah. Italy, they, we surpassed Italy too. I don't know why people are talking about China. It's probably because that's where it broke out. China's third. Italy's second. We're first. See, I, I'm still going to bring up this point. The fact, I, I don't know how much I trust China's numbers. I don't know if they're like suppressing numbers. Why? Because they're communistic states? Well, because, or it's a communist like, ha- haven't they been trying to like hide this whole entire thing this whole entire time? Yeah, because it was well, I don't, I don't actually know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like that's why it took us so long to realize that there was a coronavirus. It was because they were like, no, no. <laughs> well, the, the thing I stick with is some dude across the world ate a bat. Now I can't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> or what was the other one? Some dude ate a bat. Now I'm unemployed. Yes. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I just, I, I really do think that, God, this is interesting. Hold on. I'm, I'm very interested in this website. Some dude ate a bat and now we're all on lockdown. <laughs> Liberia has three cases. Chad has three cases. 
Sudan three, Vatican City four. It's just it's it's very, I mean, stuff like this would almost make me want to become a, like a microbiologist, because I mean it's it's just it's just impressive. I mean, you go from the U.S. that has one hundred and four thousand cases all the way down to countries that people probably have never heard of, like. Where Tristan at? <laughs> oh, there's so there's there's two cases in Belize. Oh. Belize City proper. Two cases in Belize total. Active cases two. Recovered two. <laughs> no deaths. It's impressive. But again, that's not a lot of people down there, is there? In Belize, in yeah. Belize City, there's there's quite a few people. Huh. But the the island where my parents live now, there's probably a few hundred. So I can almost I can almost guarantee that well I yeah, I can guarantee that those those two that were on in Belize were on Belize Belizean soil, like they were in the city. They weren't they weren't on like San Pedro where my parents live. But that's good. Well I, I sure as shit hope so. God damn. <laughs> Your parents aren't bringing it back with them, so <clears throat> the COVID virus is affecting hundred and ninety nine countries and territories around the world in one international conveyance. The Diamond Princess cruise ship harbored in Yokoshima, Japan. Huh. Okay. Oh my goodness. I've oh. never seen Ryan interested in a website this much. Dude, no, like whoever <laughs> built this website out, like, I don't know how they're getting their reporting, but it's very, very accurate. Should we should we give it a shout out? No, because in like two months this website's not gonna exist. <laughs> Then we can. Uh... It's weird because so you have. I'm I'm almost tempted to show you this on my laptop, but so you like you have a now tab and a yesterday tab, and a yesterday tab had 401 cases, in in the United States. Italy had 900 new ones. China had five. <laughs> and now you've got no new cases in the U.S. Oh wait, that's embarrassing. That was deaths. That's not cases. <laughs> Nobody died today. In the U.S., you have 18,000 new cases as of yesterday. Jeez. And 16 as of today. You know, I, I really want to say this, though. Like, I really want to give props to the whole entire, like, health field. Oh, absolutely. Like, if any of you guys are medical professionals or you know medical professionals, give them some major props. Because, I mean, forget <laughs> first responders for one second. Like, these guys are on the front lines of this. And it's really, really, really impressive to see that they're just facing adversity from left and right, and they're just going straight into it. I mean, that's very commendable, in my opinion. Yeah. It's it definitely must be rough, too. But so. it was like I was saying at dinner. Can you imagine if this was, like, an actual crisis? Uh, like, really. imagine, imagine how we as a country reacted to this. With all the toilet paper? <laughs> well but but like the violence that was accompanied with the toilet paper like like i the, the podcast last or two weeks ago where i was like telling you about that couple that young couple that beat up that old lady in the parking lot of costco and um, all of this other bullshit right. that goes on it's not it's not just like shortages it's it's what the animalistic tendencies of people that come out in crises like this like mm. stuff like this made me realize that Fellow man does not have your back at all. Oh, for sure. Like, 
and 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 we do so much as a society to like try to promote that you know like big brother big sister like everyone's like in this big like family no no one's in a family no one cares about you you were on your own 100 percent. you sure you'll have your family you'll have your immediate friends and your friend's family like that's that's an exception but if you're to go to walmart it's all karen created. might shoot you like <laughs> i you're, that's you're getting a game of free-for-all <laughs> dude I, it's just like it's like animalistic that's like the best way i can describe it it's like these people don't care well i mean they, I, they so care the they care about the bottom line which is they want to protect themselves and their family which i understand the family part but if you're going to come into a walmart and be that selfish and say well she's old she's already gonna die anyway like go to hell like <laughs> go to hell karen I mean, Karen's just asking for a manager, so... Dude, I'm gonna punch... If I ever, <laughs> if, got if I ever met a Karen, dude, I'd knock her ass out <laughs> for being Karen. Like, you have no right to do or exist. You are a terrible person. Like... Where's your manager? <laughs> you know the people that I'm surprised I haven't seen? What? Well, let's hear it. I, 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 I would say Kyle, but... I don't know. Jehovah's Witnesses. Because they know you're home. They know you're home. You ain't got no excuses, bro. You have no excuses. Oh, God. I totally forgot about Jehovah's Witnesses. They know you're home. You're not... They're knocking. You're not answering. They're going to keep knocking. You're in that house. You're in the damn house. They know you are. It's not like you're going anywhere. No. Oh my god, that's so true though. How have I not seen those yet? <laughs> Bro, they're like, we don't need to social distance. God will be our social distance. <laughs> knock, knock, motherfucker! <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Ow. Do you do you honestly, like, speaking of religion, do you honestly think that the LDS church should be, like, prosecuted for, like whatever someone's trying to prosecute for it wasn't attempted manslaughter but it was like it was something under that because they they negated the whole social distancing thing uh i mean i don't know too much about that part someone someone was throwing a petition around on facebook to prosecute the lds church for something and i can't remember what that something was because there were 4,000 family members that gathered at Salt Lake International along with 1,600 returned missionaries from wherever the hell they came from. And everyone was like, this is bullshit. You're putting your religion above everyone else's health care and well-being. I mean, here's the hard part. is You have two, it's like two pedestals, or actually, yeah, two, two pedestals, I'll say. You have the fact that you want to keep everyone healthy. And I've never seen Ryan make that face from alcohol before. <laughs> it was just that was just a lot at once. Because I can't get soda, and I can't mix soda with Belizean rum because it doesn't make <laughs> make any sense. I feel like I feel like you got to describe this rum to everyone because like it, it's definitely a good like for an alcohol drinker, it's a good rum. So yeah, so um, one of the things uh, about Belize that's pretty interesting is they have a monopoly on uh, hard liquor and beer. Um, so the beer that they have on the island, I might have talked about this in a previous episode, but the, I'm pretty sure you did. The, well, so to reiterate, the beer they have on the island is called Belkin, and the company that owns uh, Belkin is Travelers. And 
when I say Monopoly, I mean that they don't have Corona, they don't have Budweiser, they don't have they have Belkin, and it's a lager, and it's it's very good after you've had about fifty, and it's <laughs> really, I mean, it's wherever you look, there's Belkin banners, there's Belkin bottles, but the thing that's kind of cool is they have the the Belkin manufacturing plant, so that makes the beer on the island. So what you do is you go down to the plant and you buy. $50 worth of beer. So that gets you two cases of probably 50 beer, like 50 beer bottles. And you put it in the back of your golf cart and go home, spend a couple weeks drinking all that, take all the bottles back to the factory. They give you a refund for each bottle that you bring back and then you get more beer. And that's how it works. And one of the other things they do is, like I said, hard liquor. And they have a, a rum called three barrel and they have a two barrel and a one barrel. And the difference is the three barrel is obviously more aged than the second and first and so on. No one drinks the first barrel because uh, it's like a seltzer beer to them. No one likes seltzer beer. Two barrel is okay. Uh, the stuff I like is a three barrel and it's more aged. And I don't know why I'm like, I feel like I'm just like explaining a recipe here. <laughs> So, what I'm getting at is... An alcohol connoisseur. Yeah, I guess. Uh, in a sense. I can't tell you anything about wines, because wine is weird to me. But uh, the the three barrel is really good. And it all, all of their hard liquor comes in plastic bottles, so it just immediately comes off as cheap. But you can buy, like, a Jack Daniels, like, a, a big Jack Daniels-sized bottle of, like, three barrel for maybe like 20 us dollars hmm. and it's good liquor it's kind of a caramely it's it's I, I i love it it's it's a good sipping liquor it's not something you mix with anything um but that's one of the things that i've loved about it is like the culture about it because when, when i first got to belize uh we went to a restaurant and it was probably like eight o'clock at night and i wanted some food and i sat down and i was like looking at their beers and I, they had like Corona. So they, so, okay. To say they don't have, so they don't have anything that's manufactured in the Caribbean. So Corona and Coors and, uh, Miller. It's, it's weird. It's, it's a weird, I'm not going to get into it, but they have like Budweiser, which is like 15 us dollars. And they have Belkin, which is like four us dollars. And it doesn't mean that Belkin's shitty beer. It just means that they want you to drink Belkin because the money from that you are are giving to Belkin, it doesn't go to the restaurant. It goes to the country. Huh. Like the entire... It's not just the, the, the island that my parents are on. They just happen to have a factory on that island. It's the entire country of Belize has a monopoly on liquor and beer. So that's that? So, so, like so, so some guy back in like the 1900s came in and said i will sell you this beer if you do not buy any more beer ever and they're like yeah and people love this beer and it's good beer huh interesting i don't actually remember that part i don't know if you told so me that part before. I, perhaps not <laughs> but that was the, the biggest thing and my dad said well you've got like bud light and bud weiser and then you've got belkin and the thing that's funny about belize is you say, I want a beer, and they give you a Belkin. If you say, I want a lager, they'll give you a Bud Light, a Budweiser, or some other 
It's it's huh. weird. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I have that reversed. So if you say I want a beer, they'll give you like a Belkin or whatever. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I've been drinking too much. If you go to a restaurant and you say, I want a beer, they'll give you like a Bud Light like or a Budweiser. But if you you have to say, I want a lager and they'll specify it. So they'll have beer. They'll have like Bud Light, Budweiser, and then in the next column down, they'll have Belkin, and it's just Belkin beer. So you go to a restaurant, you say, I want a lager, and they'll give you a Belkin. So uh, when we go down to Belize, we're getting some lagers? Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, you drink those things like water. Like, they, you don't ask for one, they'll bring you another one. Really? They, I'm dead serious. Like I, I, to this point in my life, I've never drank that much beer in my life. <laughs> so you just, you just drink it like a normal. You're soda, like, uh, you're like, I want Yeah. You're like, I want a lager. And then you get, you get a Belkin, you drink it and then you're still sipping on it. They just brought it to you. It's still cold and they'll bring you another one. Huh? That's insane. Dude. No, well, actually it's, that's mind blowing. It's, actually. it's good beer and. I mean, it's it's a cool country. If anybody has the opportunity to visit Belize, I mean, I didn't even know where it was until three years ago. <laughs> so, it's it's a cool ass country, and I think that uh, it has a lot of opportunity. But that's that's also the the thing that I love about Belize is they care about their citizens in, in such a way that maybe not infrastructurally like the way America's handling this COVID thing, but they still have the decency to go around because a whole bunch of expats live in the country and they went around to islands and, and townships that expats live in. And they said, do you want to leave or do you want to stay? And then my parents were a group of people that said, we need to go back home and just check on things. And so mm-hmm. the, the government was able to ship them out and the government paid for it. Really? Yeah. I huh. mean, they don't have a lot of money to begin with, but Belize was like, yeah, we'll get you out of the country because their borders are closed. That's why my dad was like, yeah, we need to get out because it was either now or never. Yeah. And they were on the last plane out of the country. Damn. Huh. So it was like that moment in World War Z where... That was Brad name? Pitt. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Brad Pitt <laughs> <laughs> is flying his... Yeah. Oh, Basically. Oh, shoot. But uh, at the end of the at the end of the day, as I said from the very beginning, can you honestly like with what you've seen with this with this epidemic, would you want to raise kids in a society like this? I mean, I mean, not that, in the current state. Oh, I I don't want you to go out and like get someone <laughs> pregnant tonight. I'm not saying that. Absolutely not. That can wait for tomorrow. What I'm saying is. I don't do you, do you honestly think that in this current state of of how you've seen people as I said the animalistic tendencies do you think that you could viably raise kids in a situation where you know that people do not give a shit about other people you know what I've learned from this whole entire experience that one man can change the world I I <laughs> wish I wish I brought my gun with me <laughs> I would shoot you so many times. That was the dumbest thing you could have said. That you could have said so many other things. That was the worst. Th- what does that have to do with anything? Who is changing the world? That's not Jeff Bezos. 
He's been See? pretty quiet lately. Well, he, he doesn't get Dude, that make, my face is like hot. Like, I am so <laughs> mad that you said that. My face is like warm. <laughs> what? What possessed you to say some dumb <laughs> shit like that? Okay. And you said it with such conviction. Hey, listen. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that one man can change the world. I hope you die. All right. <laughs> God, See, God damn it. What what I what I can say to that is like. I got nothing actually. To say. I hope you don't. No. You better not, bro, because that was dumb as shit. <laughs> I, I was gonna go along the facts that you know maybe my son can change the world and make everyone better. So your after you saying that your son is not gonna change the world. You're assuming you have a son. If you have a daughter, game over, bro. True. I was daughter, trying. I was trying to now. get. All I was trying to get to was a prophetic statement of could you raise kids in this? And your answer was <laughs> one man can change the world. Well, that's kind of sexist, Sean. You didn't think about anyone else but yourself in that situation, so... You're right. I forgot to include the women. If what? I have a daughter, then uh, she might do all right, I guess. <laughs> I was trying to be genuine there. I was in, 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 this, in this state that you know peop- how people are acting toward one another. How do you teach a child that? That's what I should have said, but instead I said something that set you off the rails, <laughs> apparently. I, so wait, 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 wait. What was the question that you wanted to ask? The question that I tried to ask, it wasn't that I want, I tried, <laughs> was, could you raise a child in this current state in the sense that not 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 the current atmosphere but the fact that you know that people are just absolutely insane and savages and just don't give a shit about anyone but themselves in the sense that not only raising them but how do you teach them that they have to look out for themselves like yeah yeah you'll look out for them as a parent or as a dad but how do you teach them that people just are absolutely insane I mean, I don't feel like that's a thing you can teach. It's a thing you learn. Go out there, Jimmy. Good luck. <laughs> Go to Walmart by yourself. But, Dad, I'm like nine years old. Fend for yourself, Jimmy. I Use the paper, the wrapping paper rolls as weapons. Y- you know what I'm going to say? I probably am going to get screwed for this, but um, the, there was there was a conversation I was, I was hearing. And it was demonetized. Oh, so I'll be demonetization. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it, it was really funny because um, I was listening to this conversation. I was, it, it, it was actually today, too, um, where this dad was talking to his kid. And he was like, uh, the, the kid kept, uh, so all the, all the kids are being, like, homeschooled right now. Like, they're doing right. online learning. Mm-hmm. So this kid kept coming up to the, the, his dad and, like, hey, can you help me with this problem? And the dad was like, no, I can't. Like, you need to learn how to do it by yourself. He's like, I, I'm not going to help you. Go do it. Uh, if you want, like, help after you're done, come see me and I'll show you, like, I'll help you then. Wait, so he's got to do the problem and yeah. then his dad's got to, what, correct it? Like, what? So so pretty much what he was saying is, like, I'm not going to do the problem for you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, go do the problem and then, like, once you're done. Explain sure, to like, me what you don't understand. 
yeah, yeah, like come to me and then I can help you. Right. Like, okay. I, I can kind of help you with the what you do. Yeah. What I can. I, I can agree with that. That that teaching standpoint. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, that, that, that yeah, you just made me think of that actually. And then, no, I mean it's it's a valid point. I mean that's how my dad because I'm notoriously bad at math, and yeah. that's one thing that when I worked with my dad is he was like, look. You, you have a general idea of what the problem encompasses, so try it. Try to solve it. You're probably not going to get the right answer. You're going to be a failure, and I'm going to hate you forever, but I need you to understand. <laughs> he didn't say that. Everyone relax, all right? But one of the things that he did do is, is he said, you know, work it out for yourself and then deduce the situation, like deduce the equations or the parts that you don't understand and then we can have a conversation because if you come to me and you say, I don't understand this, it's not going to work. You have a general idea of how it's supposed to work, right? Yeah. So use that general knowledge you have and attempt to solve the problem. You don't have to get it right the first time, but at least understand what you're doing wrong. Because if you never understand what you're doing wrong, you're never going to get anywhere. And I think that that goes back to society. If we don't understand that we're just absolutely just doing whatever the sh- the hell we want and we're just going willy-nilly about everything how do we better ourselves to overcome situations that could actually be detrimental to our society not not viruses that we can eventually cure but serious problems i mean really really monumental problems that could be solved if we understood that we are not the superior race here we're not earth rules all viruses earthquakes tornadoes hurricanes everything that you can think of definitely learned from earthquakes this week uh, that's true <laughs> but, but what i'm getting at is it's the same thing as a math problem you can you can dig it you can you can build it down to that that slide of a of a notion in the sense that that made no sense but what i'm gonna say what i'm getting at is If you understand the problem at hand, it's easier to fix in the future. We are so focused on the future that we're not looking at the present problems. Oh, it's going to be so great when we get out of quarantine. Oh, it's going to... Yes, I'll agree. But to get there, look at the present problem. The present problem is the virus is still spreading. Give scientists and geneticists time to come up with a viable solution to this problem and then collectively as a group, as a team, as a race, as a nation, we can look to the future. See, here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna say to that. You say give whoever the time to create the cure. I, I'm gonna rephrase that. Instead of us all looking to the future right now and how great it's going to be, let's all focus on finding solutions for ourselves until those people can find the permanent solution. I absolutely agree with that. You're correct in the sense that I, I did overlook that. I think that there are so many things that we could improve on individually, not not as a race, not as humans, but individually in this time of honestly self-reflection and if we come out of this quarantine era still shitty people 
that are not recycling, that are not doing the basic necessities, because you've probably seen them. All of these, all of these economists are not economists. Environmentalists are saying you guys being inside is making the earth a better place. Like rivers are clearer. Air is better. Nature is happy. Oh yeah. I have heard about that. Yeah. If you come away from this and you're driving your ass every single day, you're not recycling. You're not being the person you are right now. That's a failure. I don't think that the coronavirus is a failure. I think it's a test to prove that we can be better when we overcome this. And if we fail that test, all bets are off because we're going to go right back to the same bullshit we were in. Because just because the coronavirus is a thing doesn't mean the world stopped. People in Iraq are still dying because of religious persecution. Environments are being destroyed. Environments are being destroyed. And the earth doesn't have many years to live if we continue on the path we have. So I honest to God think that this virus is a test to make us better as a, as a, as a, as a, just a population as a race. And if we're coming out of this doing the same shit, then I mean, what else do you do? I mean, you can't do anything else because we've had plenty of time to reflect on ourselves and our actions. Everyone knows that unless you're a Florida spring breaker, then go to hell because you're making this worse for all of us. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm getting at is I think that when this when this quarantine period and this this scare is over I really do hope that as not a nation but as a group of people looking at the human race understands that we really are not untouchable because a lot of us sometimes act like we're untouchable we're very small cog in the gear of life. And I think that we need to understand that. And if we don't come out of this understanding that all bets are off and it's going to get much worse. Hmm. Very deep. And that's what <laughs> Belizean rum does to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning to an episode of one of environmentalist. Ryan's. <laughs> I realize now that I probably should change my major, so I'll be doing that tomorrow. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning to another episode of Drunk Boy's Basement. Have something you want us to talk about next time or loved this episode? Make sure to let us know on Facebook at Drunk Boy's Basement. And while you're there, make sure to like and share our page. And remember, please listen responsibly. And don't forget to recycle, damn it.